Helen Lau was out here looking for Candyman. You ask me, I say she found him. What's Candyman? For me, Candyman was a guy named Sherman Fields. He had a hook for a hand. Neighborhood character used to stand out there and hand out sweets to us when I was a kid. One October, a razor blade shows up in a little white girl's Halloween candy. And one day... Shut up and three fit more popcorn! Shut up and three fit more popcorn! Waka Waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. This week, I'm throwing a curveball. Instead of getting into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise like I had planned, we're getting into the Candyman franchise. That's right, I'm not talking about Sammy Davis Jr., you dig. I'm talking about 1999's Candyman 3 Day of the Dead. So, please sit back, relax, and come back to me as we get into this movie after a word from a sponsor. Maybe it's a real sponsor this time. You never know. Hey gang, Dave Keckner here. Do me a favor, listen to Joe, but more importantly, shut up and refill my popcorn. Whammy! Welcome back, guys. Like I said in the intro, we are going to get into 1999's Candyman 3, Day of the Dead. Now, there has only been four Candyman movies, uh, starting with the original in 1992 and its sequel that came out in 1995, uh, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. This film takes place it doesn't say in the movie but it takes place 25 years after the events of that second film so that would put it in 20 the year 2020 i mean if you watch it you can still kind of see other than the cars and people not walking around with cell phones it doesn't seem i mean you you could technically you know it could pass for today um like I said, this film came out in 1999, and it stars, of course, Candyman himself, Tony Todd. Uh, we have Donna DiRecco. Uh, you might recognize her from Baywatch, amongst other things. Uh, we have... So let's set up the story. What? Okay. So it's funny how a lot of these Candyman movies don't really take place in the same... Uh, city. Uh, I think the first one was in Chicago. The second one was in New Orleans. And then this one takes place in L.A. Uh, like I said, uh, Caroline McKeevy is the main character. She's having these random fucking dreams about the Candyman. She doesn't know why. Or she, you know, she does know why. Excuse me. She does know that she's a descendant of Daniel... Uh, I can't even say his name. Daniel Rubitel? Rubidoo? Rubidoo? Anyway, the Candyman. Uh, if you remember the second film, it goes into detail as to who that, well, I gotta say the main character in that movie was, who was, she's actually the mother of Caroline. Uh, what was her damn name? Anita. Yeah, I, oh no, Annie Tarrant. So, years later, Caroline, she knows her history. She has collected all of 
uh, Daniel Robintail. I'm gonna fuck up that name. If y'all know me by now, y'all know I hey, can't say shit. I have. <laughs> I'll sound it out, but it's gonna be like that. Today, Junior, seen in Billy Madison. Um, let's let's try this again. Daniel Robitali. Fuck it, let's go with that. Daniel Robitali. So Daniel was an artist who was hired uh, to paint pictures of the daughter of the match. Uh, I, I don't want to go back and forth to the movie. Uh, basically, he f- was hired by some... He was a freed slave turned artist who was hired to paint portraits of uh, a man's daughter. I mean, of age, she wasn't like little or nothing, but she was old, um, you know, 20 in her 20s or whatever. Well, they fell in love, and that's the reason why he was basically lynched and killed by a mob of people. And there's that classic scene in the second movie where he's being like just... The, basically what turns him in I mean he, how he died he was covered in bees honey uh, and died from his injuries and that hatred and everything uh, the evil became of him basically and he became the candy man and he would his he lives he is basically the myth it's what fuels him Knowing almost like Freddy, like if you the people know that I'm out there, that I can get them, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna make me real. And so, um, didn't didn't get into the history of Candyman, but it was I did say earlier that it was a Clive Barker creation. Uh, the character of Candyman was in a short story called The Forbidden, which was in one of the uh, Barker's six volume Book of Blood anthology collection. Yeah, collection. Say that three times fast. Fuck. Um, and if you remember, last week's episode was on Hellraiser, which was also a Clive Barker character creation. So don't sleep on Clive Barker, y'all. <laughs> um, doing a little bit of research and Wikipedia rabbit holes, you'll find a lot of interesting stuff on Clive Barker. Um, so back to the movie. So Caroline is having these dreams or whatever of being pursued or killed by the candy man and like i said she has all this art when he was uh an artist when he was alive when he was a normal human being and her and her friend miguel which is i'm gonna see who he's played he's the first motherfucker to go uh he has an art gallery and they i guess have collaborated of making this exhibit to highlight not the candy man but to highlight Daniel as the artist and that's where she's coming from she's trying to brush away the myth of this candy man like he was more than that he was he's more than he was a man who be was a beautiful artist and and made these beautiful paintings and this and that so when he Miguel I mean goes and makes it about the candy man exhibit to try to get that audience that you know that those you know goth or whatever those people that are into horror and stuff and um, you'll see in the movie there's a group of these people that they're just you know little sketchy little sketchy you got a piercing on one from I think it was on his cheek to his ear that was a little weird 
we see that motherfucker get ripped out. <laughs> um, so, anyways, so she's a little upset. He, you know, he apologizes. He tries, you know, you can spin the narrative. You can you bring these people in who are, are, are just there because, oh, it's the myth of the, it's the urban legend of the Candyman. And you'd be like, hey, well, he was, this is who he was, Daniel. And, and you can kind of like, you can educate the people, basically. They'll come for one thing and they'll leave knowing something you know, being open-minded to, to, oh, okay, now I get it. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. Um, where was Okay, so then he stages this little incident of a guy, play, uh, uh, David, who was played by Nick Corey, who is like, quote-unquote, the crazed fan who is, is uh, who makes a scene and is escorted out by police, only to come back later and scare the shit out of Caroline, and uh, it becomes known that he was hired by Miguel to like, hey, give a little, you know, like, hey, theatrics. And so Miguel's on cloud nine. Miguel's like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to take this chick. We're going to bang, you know, smoke a little weed. You know, you just you need to relax, Caroline. Just go home. You just relax. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, no, he, that's before that. He, he kind of nudges her to say Candyman in the mirror five times. To try to, you know, like, oh, look, what's happened? And so that's when that whole incident with the crate, with uh, Daniel, I mean, David, uh, happens. And so when she did that, she actually did summon the Candyman. And he, obviously, he knows who she is, you know. So he's trying to basically recruit her, like, hey, you're, you are the last of my descendants. You will, you will fucking wait till this train leaves, son of a bitch. I ain't editing shit. I'm leaving that motherfucker in. So, back to where I was talking about. So now, Miguel's on cloud nine. He goes to bang his chick or the whatever chick he picked up. At the same time, Caroline is confronted by Candyman. And she falls asleep on a bench and wakes up. Which is weird. She wakes up outside the dude's house or apartment or whatever. Even though when she passed out, she was in like this nasty ass fucking subway. Like fucking graffiti all over the place so she wakes up and finds out she's you know she goes upstairs to just walks into the dude's place and she finds uh, him dead on the floor or him and the chick dead bloody and just she's fucking shook so she of course she calls the police they come and investigate and we did see that was lieutenant samuel Kraft, who is the fucking dick racist cop in this film you might recognize the, the actor wade williams he's been in a number of things um so we see him kind of like taking a liking to her so he just asserts like you know because you know, we've already seen him say some racist shit to miguel and to the black cop who is played by ernie hudson jr yeah, I believe it's that Ernie Hudson son. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ha! <laughs> Called it. Ernie Hudson Jr. Um, he plays J- Detective Jamal Matthews. He was actually on the scene, and but the Kraft and his partner were investigating a robbery. Ironically, the robbery of the art exhibit. Uh, that group of people I there were sketchy people they basically stole all the paintings and took it back to uh, an undisclosed location at this time um, so now we see this racist cop trying to like 
be the sweet and nice shoulder to cry on. If you need anything, I'm here. We 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 messed around with Miguel, but we really did like him. And then the running joke by his partner is, we really, you know, what are you going to do, buy her flowers? You just want a banger. I mean, the bitch is hot in the movie. Let's be honest. The bitch is hot. So, and throughout the whole movie, she's in a fucking tank top with her nipples popping through the goddamn thing the whole fucking time. I mean, it ain't a complaint, but I mean, come on now. The one scene where she should probably have shown her titties, they didn't even show her titties. But yet they're going to tease you with, oh, look, she's nipping out in her fucking tank top. Yeah, so there's that thing. Anyways, so the joke was, oh, you're going to buy her flowers, blah, blah, blah. Well, he sees. Okay, so she had told the cops that David was a hired actor. You know, everybody was saying that there was an incident that happened, but he was a hired actor. So they go investigate him. He's not having it. He's like, dude, you could tell them I was hired. They're still going to pin it on me because I. It's a racist fucking cop. Like, that's the the deal. Like, the whole franchise is about racism. You know what I mean? The race, the, 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 the bullshit of going after the candy man because, oh, he was banging the white girl. So what? But that was the day, that was the time, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't something that it's as open as now. You know what I mean? So, she is freaking out. Uh, she goes home and she hears her roommate basically screaming and she and obviously she's having fucking Candyman flashbacks and this dude's trying to basically recruit her to be the new Candyman. So she busts in and she's fine. And so she tells everything to her, you know, hey, it's it's him. He's real. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, and David. Uh, this is when David shows up and he's telling her all this stuff. Like, hey, this dude's my, you know, he's gonna pin it on me. Blah blah blah. And so, what do we do? What do we do? Well, let's 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 look for this gang that has these paintings, or supposedly, and that sold paintings and stuff. And so, when they leave, the cop, for some reason, is there with a fucking dozen roses, sees her and him together, and just completely gets like a jealous. Like, dude, she wasn't yours to begin with. What the fuck are you getting all booty hurt? Go bust a crack whore and get her to blow you or something. You know what I mean? Like, so what? this chick you know and so he has now he has extra fuel to his fire to hate this dude and to pin mcgill's murder and stuff on him well after day of you know oh and he takes oh this is the crazy part now day of the dead dia de los muertos is a hispanic uh let's say holiday it's a hispanic cultural uh yeah i guess holiday no not holiday it's a the celebration of in the Hispanic culture of remembering our deceased loved ones. And honestly, if you've seen Coco, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but um, he takes her because she she's freaking out and when, while they're, they went to a bar to investigate. They just, um, he takes her home. He takes her to his home to see his grandmother. Now, his grandmother is a uh, curulendero. I said that, I fucking said that wrong. Uh, basically, someone in Hispanic culture who is not a witch doctor, but someone who knows of supernatural and, and a healer. And, and, and um, if you've ever had ojo and your mom or somebody would come and rub you down with an egg, you know, that's basically it. I mean, there's 
there's um i remember my first year in junior college one of my teachers had us go to a uh he had released a book about well i said that wrong cruel and that fuck i fucked it up that word that i can't say um <laughs> and uh and that's basically i mean i i'm not the person to get into all that stuff but it is someone who is of you know, not supernatural but someone who is of that you know spiritual healing there we go i'm i'm like a merry-go-round you got to give it a few spins before i get to where i need to be you know what i mean i mean even a clock is right twice a day um and so <laughs> he, he she's telling uh carolina the grandmother's telling carolina it's like they're can they're good and evil can't exist without the other. Good cannot exist without evil. Evil cannot exist without good. Uh, she has no clue what the fuck she's talking about because she's a white girl. And she's like, oh, creepy-ass lady looks like the lady that killed Selena. And <laughs> and so um, they leave, and she's too scared to be left alone. And then next thing you know, bow, chicka, wow, wow, they going to get some pussy nanny. They were gonna get some but it was a dream because it ended up being Candyman fucking with her next thing you know he starts ma- oh, no, wait. no they do kiss at the fucking end of the movie that's fucking weird like literally that's your grand that's your grandkid that, that's your ancestor you know what the fuck you doing uh, but he freaks her out and it basically tells her if you want his your life for his basically if you want him to live and not orphan his kid you have to you know give yourself to me be my victim and so we don't know where the fuck he's at uh there's this i don't know if there's build abandoned building with the mural painted on it of the candy man that's basically his hideout that's where we see david hanging by hooks and shit um she's freaking out the cops are after her because she goes home and her roommate is murdered and then the cops think she did it and they're arresting her. Next thing you know, the racist cop's partner gets fucking brutally killed in the cop car. And she tries to escape like a dumbass. Opens the wrong fucking door. Like the door is right there by a bunch of, like by the wall or some shit. She, I can't open it. Uh. And so she has to climb over the cop who's dead but apparently comes back to life. And be like, ah, boogie, boogie, boogie. And then... He dies again, and she leaves and escapes with a, a police jacket. No place to go other than back to David's to talk to Grandma, which is basically what Abuela, her, she's uh, played by Lupe Ontervos, and it is the lady that killed Selena. Sorry. Uh, she portrayed Yolanda, the bitch, in the film Selena. So I knew, I knew it was her. I knew it was her. She looked familiar, but she had a bunch of makeup on. Okay, so she goes back to see Abuela, and she explains exactly what she meant by... But doesn't really explain it like, oh, hey, this is what I meant. She just does it to her again, and she finally realizes, oh, okay, I need to destroy the paintings. The good that I was trying to show the world of Candyman, of Daniel, is actually the way to destroy him in a way or, or, or something, you know. So she goes back, and... Uh, Oh no, so the Tino, who was somebody that David was trying to contact who would know a little bit more inside information about what's going on with the gang that stole the paintings, he calls back and says, Hey, I got a guy here. He's looking for you. He knows what you know. 
he asked for you specifically come you know come and meet him she goes and meet him the guy it was a trick the guy came and got her because they were the group of of goth emo kids whatever that were at the exhibit they stole the paintings because they were quote unquote they were gonna sacrifice her to the candy man because they wanted to be a part of his his deal but it backfired on those dumbasses because candy man showed up and fucked all them up left her alive and then she finally realized where david might be and so she goes to that abandoned building she saves him and in the process destroys candy man by uh using a hook and slashing the painting uh of the self-portrait of himself of him i pushed something fuck what i do and uh it accidentally the candle there's a bunch of candles for some fucking reason the candles near the paintings and it the painting itself burst into flames causing Candyman to burst into flames and basically he dies he blows up <laughs> and she goes to rescue David and at the same time uh, the craft uh, the Sam Craft the detective the racist dick he gets fired because in the pursuit of her through uh, the Dia de los Muertos celebration at Abuela's house or neighborhood uh, the black uh, detective Jamal he he had said something to him and then Jamal who just got tired of his racist bullshit punched the fuck out of him and has him escorted back to you know hey get his ass out of here he gets fired and he's bitching about it in the locker room Jamal's in the same locker room and hears him and it's like this motherfucker's gonna do something sketchy I'm gonna fucking tell this asshole he goes and craft. He makes himself, or he makes his way to the abandoned building because he's basically gonna kill her. He's gonna kill Caroline for you know. He's all drunk and he's like, "You're, it's all your fault, bitch." Base, you know, paraphrasing. And uh, right as he's about to hit her with, apparently he had a fucking hook in his hand. Right when he's about to hit her with it, he gets shot in the back by Detective Matthews, and uh, he, craft. Uh, his last words are Candyman. And throughout this whole movie, she's been having flashbacks of her mother. And right before her mother committed suicide, which was basically Candyman killed her, um, she was telling Caroline, you have to kill the myth. To kill, to to rid the world of Candyman, you have to destroy the myth. So how do you destroy the myth? You pin it on somebody else. You pin it on the fucking racist asshole who was giving everybody a hard time and was trying to, you know, get in your pants. So that's how the story ends. That's how we see them at the in the graveyard having a picnic in front of Carolina's mother's grave. And happy ending. The end. No more Candyman. Um, Tony Todd is fucking awesome. I mean, basically, the best, the only good thing of this movie was... Uh, the Hard Nipples and Tony Todd playing Candyman. <laughs> uh, basically, he's... Well, I mean, Chucky's played by the same voice, too. Uh, Brad Dorf. Uh, but Candyman is played by the same actor throughout the whole series. Even the remake or the reboot or whichever the fuck... The Jordan Peele movie that came out. Um, that's one I want to see. I haven't seen yet. And I want to re-watch the first two Candyman movies just to get back and you're like oh, okay because I remember I think Candyman 3 was the very first one I watched because it was that scene when he's getting covered in bees and people are just 
Candyman, Candyman, you know, they're being fucking assholes and killing them. Um, this movie, I think, was a direct-to-video release. I don't think it was a fucking theatrical release, which makes it even a little more why people didn't like it. But to have Tony Todd return is probably, like I said, the good thing. Um, so that's probably going to be it on Candyman 3. Uh, like I said, it's cool to have Hispanic culture and stuff uh, shown on the big screen. Even though this wasn't a big screen. But like, you know, like, because I'm Hispanic and I didn't know. I mean, Dia de los Muertos, all I remember was, you know, it's All Souls Day. Not all. I think it's the one. Yeah, because we'd always go to church on the after Halloween. I'm getting all mixed up. Um, but, you know, that's something that's interesting. That's something that's cool to have it portrayed. In, and uh, the title, Day of the Dead, kind of gives it away. But, like, if you didn't know what it was, you know, it explains it in the movie. Um, where was I? There was one thing in here that I'm... I'm forgetting. Oh, no, I did talk about the egg. Well, anyways, they do the egg to her. And that's the crazy, the visual effects, which I'm I'm not saying they're CGI, but like the fucking egg starts kind of like bleeding at the top just a little bit. And she's watching it. And then she fucking sees more blood coming through. And then all of a sudden a fucking bee comes out of the egg. I don't know how the fuck they did that shit, but that was fucking cool as fuck. Like, just visually, like, holy shit. Um, so, yeah, if you do the egg and it cooks, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> so, that's going to be it, guys. Please stick around for the outro because I have nothing funny to say at this moment. Sorry. That is it, guys. That is the episode. Thank you so much for checking it out. Whether you're a new listener or an old listener, I appreciate you 100%. Uh, If you are a new listener, please do me a solid. Go check out the back catalog. I've got two years of episodes. I mean, literally 50 episodes. So, you can see the progression of the podcast as I've grown and And yes, I have regurgitated some old sponsor spots, but I mean, come on, like I said before, it is a creative outlet. It's here to make you laugh, whether you are cringing at the 
just every second of me talking and you wanted to shit on me i don't care <laughs> like i said this is a create this is a creative outlet for me um I, i do really appreciate everybody checking it out please i highly suggest y'all hit up shut up popcorn.com um hit up the sister feed the extra butter feed and please go check out the teespring store uh, i've been slacking off on that lately but i'm gonna be picking up some new designs pretty pretty soon so other than that uh one thing i am definitely doing is a halloween redo i've been thinking about doing redo of past uh installments especially this one i had a couple years ago when i did my first uh october episode i did a basically a rundown of the whole halloween franchise you can check that out season one episode I believe eight um i basically talked about every movie i kind of i think i ranked them uh my initial plan was to cover the halloween resurrection never did it going to do it for next week's episode to basically close off the whole month-long release of episodes that i've been doing going back to bi-weekly or bi-monthly not bi-weekly bi-monthly um man i don't know if i'm gonna take a break just to kind of catch my breath but if i do you will know on that episode so again please uh like subscribe download all that good shit hit up my youtube and doing some random things on there i mean the on the best hub to go to is shutuppopcorn.com to there's link clickable links everywhere you get an idea of the movies that i'll be talking about not in a certain order they're just listed on there to be like hey check it out and with that being said again i want to thank you and remind you if you're not laughing at anything in life can't take it too serious so if you're not laughing you're not living and i fucked that up again so that'll be it nanu nanu peace